friends and welcome to episode 69 nice of link to the cast here from link to the cast.eu i'm your party host dave ryan joined as i am each and every week by the platforming prodigy that is mark robinson mark how are you i i'm finally after today i am on the e3 hype train yeah it's taken a couple of days it's Mm. taken a couple of wonky conferences mm. but we uh i think we ended on a high today which yeah. we'll obviously well, we'll get into yeah yeah before we get into it this is another special edition so we don't have our usual segments on this show again like last week it was our predictacular as i called it last week for e3 and now that this has been recorded i think within about two hours of the last conference which was nintendo ending and this show we're going to go through from uh saturday up until today uh, every press conference we had and our thoughts kind of on the, the big stories. There is some stuff that obviously owing to time, we're not going to get to talk to some smaller things here and there. Yeah, and there's probably a few things we'll miss over from the next couple of days because the, the floor opened about an hour ago. Yeah. We have reports that already it's absolute chaos because this year they have the additional 15,000 to public. To public. Yeah. And apparently, by the sounds of it, they have not... Um, adequately prepared themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad sure stories. And usually, like a couple of days in, you'll also get like some details and stuff that's coming out, but didn't have time to fit anywhere. Yeah. On a... And I think there's still a couple of like uh, I think Nintendo got a couple of their their treehouse mm-hmm. streams and bits pieces. Yeah. So we'll, we'll but, I've missed a few things, but I think yeah. we have the bulk of it down. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll catch up with whatever's left next week if there's anything worthy of note. Yeah. But uh, Mark, we'll we'll talk big talk first, and then get specific into thing. Um, you said you got on the hype train this year towards the end. Um, E3 I find is a much more pleasant experience when you're watching it with, with people yeah um, I think we both would have found it incredibly tedious if we were on our own but also it, it makes it slightly less tragic when you're watching a games conference yeah, at 2 o'clock in the morning yeah yeah you know? so if you're watching like the two of us but watched every one we watched together except the PC one which I wasn't bothered really watching. Yeah, I was I working in and out of. I had them in the background, so. But uh, all the other ones, well, Bethesda, we kind of got the highlights, because it was on at 5 a.m. our time, so we <laughs> got now. the highlights when we woke up. Yeah. But all the rest of them we watched together. I still think the most fun year, there was a year where there was about four or five of us over here watching it, and that was, I think that was the, the quote-unquote year of dreams with oh, okay. uh, Shenmue, Final Fantasy uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's a lot more fun. Um... This year, um, so you said obviously you got on high train by the end. I think overall, if I were to look at it from start to finish Saturday to now, not the most knockout E3 there has been. Um, I think there were a lot more announcements, say, last year that kind of um, left people shook. I, I think everybody was kind of uh, on form last year with some announcements that surprised people there were surprises in pretty much everything um a couple of these conferences didn't really have any major surprises or anything like that not like that's necessarily a bad thing um 
but some good stuff at the same time. Um, but nothing like I. I think the for me, I think the high point of E three over the last few years has been that twenty thirty one where, um. Sony were just giving a kicking to Microsoft's corpse, like where they were proper going at each other yep. before the consoles came out. I think it's been gradually diffusing since then, and now we're kind of, you could call it in the mid-console cycle, where everything's starting to calm down a little bit. Everyone is kind of just appealing to the base now, rather than trying to grab the people that still haven't committed. Yeah, well, I mean, you say that, but there are still a few things, uh, as we'll talk about today, with uh, specifically Microsoft and their mm. big play of the Xbox One X, mm. which, we, we, which we will get to in June, we will of course. Get to. Because I have a few things to say mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's kick things off anyway. Uh, Saturday saw the the start of E3 with EA. And I'm kind of like, in some respects, uh, because I think we, we'll talk about the kind of the, the details of what happens in the conference, but also the kind of way the conference was delivered, set up, uh, executed, things mm-hmm. like that. And I think... Based on the way it was executed, I'm glad we got this out of the way first, because I think even though there were some cool titles happening here at the EA booth, I think this was the dullest conference by far. Um, And that's always going to be the case with EA, because a substantial portion of EA's business every year will be the annualized games that we already know pretty much all we need to know about, but they've got to do it. Um... And as well that it's a series this year as well, particularly with Peter Morgan to be the CEO of Liverpool, as we mentioned on last week's show, I I feel like every presenter this year until the very end was just like an interchangeable series of cyborgs uh, with no discernible human emotion whatsoever. Um, every everything about this conference is just like an, an amalgamation of everything that I hate about the way video games are presented sometimes in 2017. This, this was video games presented as a business rather than a passion, oh, I think. it was so corporate. Uh, with the exception of, like, there's a bit in the middle that we'll talk about. And um, the big thing, and it's it's been a growing trend over the last couple of years, but I, I really noticed it this year, as most people probably did, but was the, um, the st- on-the-nose... Uh, sorry about that. Uh, okay. The on-the-nose just bludgeoning... Um, cramming of social influencers and mm. YouTubers to get yeah. their message across. I, I think and here's the thing, here's the thing, this is all I'm going to say, because yeah. I don't want to go on a massive rant about it, but yeah. I'm fine with using, you know, popular people on YouTube and whatnot, because we are part of that generation, me yeah. and you. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with using those people, because they have their own fan bases I, and Yeah, whatnot. I think this is the 2017 equivalent of, you know, the way the trailers used to be, like, rammed with quotes from different outlets? Yeah. yeah I yeah. think this is the new yeah. version of that. The thing is, there's a reason that I will go to a, like, a games journalist or critic for a review of a game, because they'll actually tell me about the game. Yeah. When you have some screaming shite hawk just saying, oh my god, this game's yeah. amazing, you're gonna Which, love it. to be it fair, tell yeah, does, it, it is, you know? that isn't represent presented necessarily of the entire what they call the influencer community which is a term that makes me wretch uh but it is certainly uh what was like they're trying to tread the line of showing oh these are people you might have heard of from youtube recommending the game we want you to buy and also they really want it like they, they cut them in a way to make it seem like hey our game is fun you know that kind of thing yeah yeah and um I do think I don't think this was the high watermark year for the amount of those people that were on it. I feel like it was either one year or two years ago. I can't remember which. It was the year where 
at the exhibition center for E3, there was a special entrance for influencers, quote unquote. Oh no, no, they had that this year as well. They had that this year. I've as seen well. pictures. Gersman had one. The, um, um, it's it's still like it was still rough. It was still know? like EA was where it was roughest, uh-huh. and there was a couple of YouTube people on the Xbox One. Other than that, though, that I was think, it. Yeah, it was only was... E- EA and uh, Microsoft. I think because it was that. so loaded on the EA one, and then particularly one of the guys that was on the the Xbox one completely yeah that segment completely fell apart as we'll get into throughout these Mm. um I am absolutely just on board with the way that Sony and um Nintendo and even Ubisoft was okay to be fair Bethesda um yeah and Bethesda's yeah yeah. I I really like those actually they had a really Mm. cool thing with Bethesda they had a couple of uh, shots of people playing games yeah, yeah. as well but that was fine and yeah. I like Bethesda Land and all they did, did with that but um, just EA and and to a certain degree Microsoft just the way that they present theirs and you know they're, they're targeting a particular audience that will it's gravitate like, towards it's like that. they're really self-conscious that people don't think they're fun it's just it just turns me off I just have no time for it at all um, let's jump into the actual content then of EA's uh, press conference uh, the first is that, uh, to the surprise, I think, of no one because of how well the journey went last year, Madden is now getting its own single-player story mode. This seems to be the the kind of new feature that a lot of sports games are adding. So 2K were really the, the pioneers of that with the, the NBA 2K series has had story modes for several years. Uh, FIFA got its the journey mode last year, which was really good. I, I quite enjoyed it. and be more on that a little bit later here. Uh, and now Madden's getting one called Long Shot, and I think um, American football, because of the, like the culture of decent to really good films around American football, I think there's some cool narratives you can tell uh, with that. And you know what? I'm all on board with um, for these annualized games. Them actually trying to do something a little bit different and add something rather than just a complete you know, a, a 0.5 iteration on last year's one. Yeah. So I'm down with that. We only saw a bit of it because the stream kicked in a little bit late for us. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Um, Battlefield has expansion coming. We knew about that in the name of the SAR. And you can, uh, they have the, the map from that playable on the show floor at E3. That looks pretty cool. Um, it's, it's, it's deadly that you get to play as... Um, female protagonist in a, in, a, in a battlefield game I'm, I'm all on board with that uh the fifa 18 trailer then so there's like an expanded trailer for fifa 18 a few more shots than we saw relative to the the one that ea dropped about a week or so ago and then that segued into a section with the men in blazers which i i only put this in so the men in blazers is a kind of like um on i want to say it's nbc on msnbc because they do a lot of the premier league games it's one of the American stations that carry the Premier League games. They have this little kind of mini show. Um, I don't know what you'd compare it to. It's, it's just not quite. Co- it's not quite like as long as you know. Soccer AM is like three hours or something like that. This is like a kind of short thing where they'll they'll talk about the highlights of the week and they'll have a celebrity guest on something like that. And it just looked like a Paul Nuttall tribute performance. Yeah, and, and the first time we watched this, and I think it was because we were watching it with people talking over it, like I was just like, "Oh, this is really terrible." I actually went back and watched it in the kind of context of how inhuman sounding most of the other presenters were and they were actually fine i i think i was a little bit heavy-handed on them when i was live tweeting it Mm -hmm. they were actually fine and they actually they they seemed like 
people who have emotions and are actually genuinely excited for the game, which is more than you can say for about half the people that showed up on stage during this conference. Yeah. So, uh, right, yeah, I, I will take your word for that. Yeah, they were okay, and they actually made some. They made a couple of uh, funny football references. I kind of did a, a slight chuckle. Okay. Have one or two of them, so a bit heavy-handed. My hands up on that one. I mean, next year they should just get the football ramble on and just have Pete, Pete Donaldson on <sighs> stage. Oh, get get football weekly on. Get Big James Richardson. Oh, if they got AC, AC Jimbo. Jimbo. Oh. Oof. Um, Need for Speed Payback, uh, as I wrote down here, continues the the franchise tradition uh, of being as legally close to Fast and Furious as they're allowed to get. It's it's pretty much on the nose. Isn't yeah, it? because yeah. you 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 turn around to me and you said this is pretty much like Fast and Furious, and I was like, well, they've been doing that for a while. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, at least as long ago as the first Need for Speed Underground game, because that came out within a couple of years, I think, of um, Too Fast, Too Furious, mm. and those are. Very similar concepts, to yeah. be honest. Like, I mean, I haven't played a Need for Speed game during since the nineties, so mm. I'm I'm way out of the loop. Yeah, it looks it looks fun and it looks really really nice. It like the one of the running themes of this EA conference was anytime you saw a frostbite engine at the start of a trailer, yeah. it was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, that that engine is um they they've, they've got something there. They have uh they they ha- it has paid dividends investing and developing that engine. Mm. I'll tell you that. Um, then came the the kind of the EA originals. They had done a thing either a year or two years ago where they said, um, we are starting to reach out and look to smaller studios and help kind of uh, be an incubator for smaller games. I think that was last games. year. Yeah, because Unravel, I think, was the first one, wasn't it? Uh, sure. Under the umbrella. Could be wrong. Um, but this year they came out with a game called A Way Out, which is kind of, uh, it seems to be a co-op prison escape puzzle adventure sort of game. It's by the same behind Brothers Tale of... Uh, a Tale of Two Sons, Two yeah. Sons, um, which uh, was a game that I really liked. And that, the, the trailer for A Way Out, it was a complete tonal shift from all the kind of high-octane sports and cars of before. Uh, and I really like the look of this thing. Yeah. Um, Hopefully now that they get, whenever it lands, they get the pricing on it right, that it should be a kind of smaller price because it seems like a smaller game. I will be and curious to see... Um, the guy that they got on from Away Out as well, ludicrously passionate man. <laughs> yeah, was, was but I will be curious to, to see um, how that game works in terms of, uh, you know, are you designed to be playing together to get the kind of full experience? Well, this having, is the thing you know? he said that... Uh, he he drummed on the couch co-op. Yeah. They're big fans of couch co-op. So yeah. um I'm cool with that because I am a big advocate of couch yeah, co-op. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I think something something of the fun has lost in online multiplayer to me. I, I don't think I've ever had nearly as much fun playing online multiplayer as I used to have. But I wonder I wonder like people. will they keep it split screen even if you're playing online co-op? You know? Mm. Um that'd be interesting because that's not usually what you see like if you play uh, uh, an online cop game like I think like Gears of War you know yeah. you have your screen and mm-hmm. the, your friend has the other screen yeah that so, would be interesting yeah um, NBA Live 18 I don't know why they're still trying to flog this dead horse um, they released one NBA Live on PS4 and it was fucking god awful um, but they're trying again and whatever it seems to be one of those things that like it's not like a FIFA Pro Evo thing where there's one game that has all the licenses and one game that's the that, that was considered for a long time the better game to play. Uh, it's a case of it's 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 boys against men. Like NBA Two K is streets ahead of where NBA Live is. Mm. 
uh, and in spite of it being in the frostbite engine and I'm sure looking great the old NBA Live looked great as well but that wasn't the problem the problem was that it was a fucking dull and lifeless uh, basketball game to play yeah which is I mean surprising that um, for a company that has most of their sports licenses where they need to be uh, but that's the one they, they can't quite get right but eh, you know they'll get there yeah, it's EA. They're, they're good at refining things over a period of time before they finally get to where it needs to be. Then, as a breath of fresh air, Janina, I can't pronounce her second name, but she is uh, an, an, a voice actress who's doing the, the main character in the, the story mode for Battlefront 2 came out. And it just shows, if you get someone with a little bit of experience speaking in front of people or delivering lines... This section flew by compared to when other people were on stage delivering stuff for EA. She was great. She seemed excited about the thing. She had product knowledge. She really sold you hard on it. And then they did a big, long, I think maybe three or four minutes too long of a uh, gameplay demo for Battlefront. I know they wanted to show an entire multiplayer mode from start to finish. Maybe just for the sake of it, they could have introduced something a bit briefer. Yeah. Um. Game looks incredible, but Battlefront 1 looked incredible. Um, we already saw the story um, the, the story trailer, but they showed some more story trailer. And what else? The, the multiplayer mode seems kind of... Um, th- this particular mode they showed, I can't think of the name of it for the life of me. My apologies. It's very Overwatch. A very Overwatch. That's what I, I said. And I, like In that it's objective-based, so it stops people kind of hedging around the outside of the arena or camping or anything like that. It's kind of forcing people towards each other to accomplish obje- objectives. Yeah. Uh, um, it's very um, uh, like massively online multiplayer, shooty, bang-bang kind of thing which uh, seems to be kind of has had a resurgence um, off of the back of Overwatch. And I think this will be something that we'll see going forward with more games potentially. Um, uh, Yeah, this game looks uh, just visually, uh, it looks incredible. Um, And certainly when, so they had on the stream, they had uh, a big online match with a whole bunch of different influencers, and they were kind of going back and forth between different characters. Yeah, I Justine being the uh, the the most recognisable name there, even I know her. And uh, just like when they were in the um, the ships and they were kind of flying around over the city, um, like the kind of rays of the sun and just kind of swooping in and out of the buildings, it looks. Um, like it's something that I would definitely want to at least play once, you know, mm-hmm. just to get the experience of it. Yeah, I'm hoping there's more depth to it than last time because, as I said before, like it, it, Battlefront One was a re like it felt really good to play. It was a lot of fun for about half an hour, and then the steam just rapidly comes out of it because it's so short and repetitive. Yeah. Um, and not in a good way. Like I know a lot of games are their multiplayer is repetitive, but. There, there wasn't the sense of progression or emergent gameplay that you get in a lot of multiplayer modes. The final salvo that we got from EA was Bioware's new IP. And I had predicted that Bioware were going to announce a Dragon Age game, having forgotten that I had read about the fact, and I think we covered it on the show, that the next IP they were doing was brand new and it had nothing to do with Dragon Age. And this game is Anthem, and my comparison for it was think iron man technology by titanfall combat by what seems like multiplayer stuff like destiny 
Um, and if it can stick closer to being like Titanfall 2, because that's a fucking great game, I'd be on board with it. They showed some really cool stuff in a demo the following day at Microsoft's conference uh, of you in your, they're called Javelins, the little mech suits. And it showed you going from air to land to sea in it in one real seamless kind of transition action segment. And that looked really, really good. Again, Frostbite Engine, blown away by how it looks. Um, this is a real wait and see. There wasn't enough in it to make me go, I need to buy this game. This is definitely on the list of things I, I, I need to buy when it comes out. But it piqued my interest, yeah. put it that way. It's, it's a kind of wait and see on it and, mm-hmm. and watch. Yeah, I, I didn't really have a lot of faults in it. Um, it yeah, it was it, kind of one of those just looks cool. Like, I mean, they didn't show a whole lot. Yeah, you know? there's potential, you know, for it to do something, but I'm not. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't I, look I like the kind be, of thing I'd be interested in. I anyway. can't be too sure. Yeah, but, I mean, you know. the moment that you said to me, oh, it looks a little bit like Destiny, I went, well, I guess mm. I'm just going to take a step back from this then. It looked more, the more it went on, though, I will say, to its credit, I don't want to bury it and say it was Destiny. But uh, I the still more, need to play Timefall 2. The more, more went on, the more it's I thought Titanfall 2, and that's really, really good. Um, Microsoft, Sunday, June 11th. There was a lot of stuff announced in this, and we're going to hit some of the highlights here. Project Scorpio is officially called Xbox One X, what which I think f- is a dumb name. fucking awful idea. Imagine. <laughs> I love the people on Twitter who are like, of course, because it's the 10th Xbox. Imagine, though, you have an Xbox One X and an Xbox One S that are two wholly different systems, and your kid says to you... Yeah. I want this one, whatever. And then you go to the shop and you can't remember which one your kid said. Like, it's just, it's awful um, naming and branding. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, just the look of it, it's the smallest Xbox that's ever been made. They showed a picture of it. They didn't have it there on the stage. I thought that was going to be the big reveal that Phil Spencer would hold one up in his hands as is tradition with these consoles. Uh, but they showed a picture of it with uh, the standard Xbox One wireless controller sitting on top of it. So it looks like a real tiny... It looks about the size of the original chunky PS2. Yeah, That's what it kind of reminded me of top down. Look, let's get to the key thing here. This thing is 500 quid. Yeah, that's why I had that down at the end. Because they said this. And then games, games, games for an hour and a half. And then at the end, 499 Yeah. Fucking hell. My top... The top of my prediction bracket on the on the prediction show was four fifty. I thought even at four fifty, you're you're now, taking the piss. I, I've seen some stuff. I've seen some reports throughout um, the last day or two, and it looks like Microsoft are clearly aiming this just solely as like a premium machine uh, for the the proper just like top tier gamers that yeah, want that ultimate time, experience like, sony have a premium machine that's a hundred dollars cheaper i know right <laughs> and you don't like again i would feel if i spent 500 like if i was looking at the xbox one x and if i was someone who had like we've covered in the show before that i got my ps4 pro when my ps4 yeah, yeah. gave up the ghost if i was actually upgrading or if i was going from nowhere to ps4 pro i'd want to be buying a 4K TV with yes. and the but, same with Xbox here's, One X specifically thing. with the Xbox One X like looking at the differences I think the only key marketing pitch that um, I remembered is that this numbers has, it has like true 4K yeah. um, DVD playability but no one fucking has them anyway right Yeah, and you'd still need an actual proper 4K TV mm-hmm. player so alright great you've got 6 teraflops and you've got vaporware or whatever the fuck they said uh, this yeah. thing as far as I'm concerned is dead on arrival. Yeah, right. it's, it uses HDR and 
super sampling kind of pretty much like the ps4 does so that it will look prettier attached to a standard hdmi but not so much so uh, they didn't one thing they didn't do um, that Sony did so when the PS4 Pro had its own and it was stupid that they had a separate press conference all for the PS4 Pro but that's besides the point um, when the PS4 Pro was announced they immediately like they showed a chart and they had it on the website straight away the difference in not only resolution but performance how there was different performance like different response times from calling memory and things like that about how it would decrease load times apart from a couple of references to actually maybe only one reference to your load times being quicker there was no real they were focusing hardcore on the 4k aspect of it but i think for most people performance is what you want to hear about yeah you know what i mean because most people aren't going to have 500 quid to drop on that and then a grand or whatever to drop on a proper 4k so so i've come to the professional conclusion that the xbox one x is for absolute wankers to which friend of the show ian seaton replied so you're getting one straight yeah which was very strong and i pointed (laughs) out i'm not a wanker i'm a shite hawk big difference uh Um, forza motorsport 7 was the game they they just to go back to this so are you with me do you think that they are dead on arrival with this um yeah i think this is going to be an even more disappointing return on sales uh than the ps4 pro uh because as well for we'll we'll get into it i'm not blown away by the first party stuff that's coming out of xbox you know um the one thing you can say and we'll talk about ps ps4 later the one thing you can say about ps4 is that at least you know there's a huge slate of first party games coming at some point in the next 18 months or so and the machine their deluxe machine is 100 quid cheaper um it's not what you want to do i it's this coupled with the the rumor that they're going to do a price drop before christmas of the ps4 pro really really hurts as well i think um but we shall see and the fact that i think there's only two maybe three games coming out at launch with that the, if, if that's the the xbox one x it's it's a tough tough road for them to hoe i don't envy them uh forza motorsport 7 was the game they used to kind of unveil and show what the thing can do again looks great um i'm not a big forza guy they they had a dumb thing where they have some sort of licensing deal with porsche and they showed oh, an actual porsche it was the first time this particular model of porsche had ever been shown uh, to the public but you know what I, I it very was, much and they had race car drivers i very much enjoyed the tweet that they wanted to tank on stage that was more expensive than an xbox one x uh-huh, to yeah. try and you know make the xbox one x seem cheaper uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was again, very much. I said it to you. It was very much reminiscent of what the, the story Brian Altano from IGN tells about the PS3 reveal, where they came out at the end and said, "And it'll only cost you six hundred dollars." He said, "For the reaction in the room we got, you may as well have said it will be a million dollars." Yeah, a Porsche, great, awesome. I what in the fuck were that actually pissed me off more than anything else on the free uh, on the EA conference. It's just like, what is the point? What does anyone here who's here to play games give a give a fuck about a Porsche? Yeah, I know it's it's weird. That that was real old E3 where yeah. they used to bring like loads of props and shit. Um, Metro Exodus coming out. Uh, those Metro games are very middle of the road for me. Um, this one had a cool fight with a bear mm-hmm. <laughs> going on, so. Fair enough. Cut quite a few bears. Yeah. Um, oh, fair enough. <laughs> then we had uh, Assassin's Creed, our first look at Assassin's Creed Origins this weekend. Uh, all I'll say to people out there who are excited by this is beware the good-looking Assassin's Creed demo because, if you remember correctly, Assassin's Creed Unity looked brilliant when they showed it at E3 a few years ago. 
and it was a garbage fart. Well, I mean, that's the the, the rule of thumb with E3 in mm-hmm. general, because a lot of times um, developers will create a build of a game that is with E3 in mm-hmm. in mind. So, and I imagine this would definitely Remember be the case Remember how goddamn amazing the first Watch Dogs was in that vertical mm-hmm. slice they showed in 2013? Uh, Colonial Marines. Yeah. Another one. Uh, so, just beware, people. Who so, got, although... They're excited like, about that. Temper your expectations. If you're an Assassin's Creed fan, it's I'm happy for you that the franchise is back. They really need to stick this landing. They took two years off. This is a real... Yeah, I mean, they had, um, I think, about half an hour to an hour's worth of um, them sitting down and actually playing the game. Mm -hmm. This was after Ubi then that they they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it looks like Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. It's in Egypt. Um, Egypt's a cool setting. Yeah, I mean, if you're into it, um, I I think the UI looks looks pretty nice, if that's a Mm -hmm. thing you're into into as well. Um, it, It doesn't stick with me, but... We'll see how it goes, I guess. Uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is coming to Xbox One X at launch. It sounds like, uh, but it does also seem, from what everyone's saying afterwards, it will be a timed exclusive. Um, are you interested in that game? You've seen a little bit. You've heard Mark people talk about this game a lot, but you saw your first few clips of it this weekend. Does it seem like a thing you'd be you'd be interested in? Um, I mean, I've got no way of playing it. So yeah, but it, I mean, hypothetically. Uh, no, not really. It seems like a thing where you'd want a, a few mates of yours that play it. Yeah, and possibly, get on. possibly. Um, I, just, I think a lot of that kind of stuff I'm way mm. past now. Yeah. So, uh, the Darwin Project uh, had the do you remember the the shouty commentator on stage? Oh yeah, the shout the yellow t-shirt. Yeah, that yeah. was also awful. And it was trying so hard to be Overwatch, and it's not Overwatch because no. Overwatch is great. Uh, Minecraft 4K, which is among the stranger announcements. <laughs> Of the whole thing, although it tied into it being in 4K, they said they're they're launching bigger and sturdier servers for it and dedicated yeah. servers I mean, for like they have on PC for people that want to save their really world. It looks really nice in 4K. Here's the thing, yeah. right? Low poly model stuff looks really fucking good in 4K. Uh-huh. You know, there's been some great jokes coming out of that though. Uh, the the Minecraft in 4K. Um, this one got us pretty excited. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z looks fucking amazing. It's like take Guilty Gear. And make it Dragon Ball Z. Uh-huh. And here's the thing. Cause I've said like before that certain Dragon Ball fighters look like it's an episode of the cartoon. I have never... That, that sentence has never been more accurate than See, it is I've, right now. I've never been into uh, Dragon Ball Z as a fighting game. I've mm. never... Um, I don't know. I've, they've never gotten on board with me. I think there's a, an RPG on the Game Boy Advance I wanted to have a look at. But this looks... Xenoverse, which has RPG elements to it. Yeah, but this looks just... I mean, just some of the gifts I've seen over the last couple of days. Oh um, my word, this looks amazing. Um, Black Desert coming to Xbox One if you're into your memoir peggers. Uh, the last night uh, piqued our interest, Mark. This was the uh, the kind of the the cyberpunky 2D sprites on 3D background side scrolling thing going on, which we got really excited about, and then Googled it, and it turns out the man who's making that game. Is a bit of a shite. Yeah, so there was an awkward bit where he uh, was on stage during the PC gamer stream, and your man on stage actually, or I think he brought it up and he's like, "Look, I've heard some stuff that's been said about me, and you know that was years ago, and I'm way past that." Even this though is, uh, there he, are comments they have that he made, up tweets and comments related to uh, his thoughts on feminism and gamer. Yeah, and you'd be surprised that those two things came up. And there, there are comments that are from November of last year, so not exactly years ago. Yeah. Um, but the publisher has st- stood by him. He's apologised for any of that. Um, you know, there will be people that will just 
now not have any interest in this. Um, I'm still curious because uh, I I want to see what he's actually gone for in terms of the themes that have been explored. Yeah. Um, because like I'm always open to like hearing and and listening to other ideas other than you know straight out you know Nazis because you know. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I don't know if when reviews come for this come out like if they say it's it's worth looking into it's good it will be in spite of him not because of him yeah kind of thing. so i'll um I'm, I'm i'm still curious in that and i'm gonna wait and see what other people say then we had the artful escape which is another kind of side scrolling 2d sprites on a 3d-ish looking thing and that was the guy with you know the guitar mm. uh, and that was like super weird and super trippy and like an acid trip um so yeah, that's the Artful Escape. And one thing, I rewatched the the conference there earlier when I was compiling my notes for this. And one thing I missed because we were laughing at how weird it was is, did you see the the card the title card for it? No. It said the Artful Escape coming when it's damn ready, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was good. Uh, then they showed Code Vein, which just seemed kind of generic, uh, whatever Japanese large swords, yeah. uh, kind of Final Fantasy, blah blah blah. Uh, wasn't really sold in it. Sea of Thieves, that demo went on for a fucking while. Um, we got three... Oh, no, I was thinking of um, Skull and Bones. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, this is, like, the, the kind of big selling point for the Xbox at this point. Yeah, which is really weird. Because Scalebound is gone, and yeah. Crackdown 3 I was kind of disappointed with. Yeah. So this is pretty much it uh, at the moment in terms of, like, the big things. Um, I yeah. guess I have a cup head as well, but that's an it, indie game, so... It had one of the the things I always worry about in in demos at a at a conference, and that's a uh, forced banter with yeah, minimal. you know you know uh, like dialogue that isn't actually in the game. It's someone last narrating. year was the, uh, the Ghost Recon. Real... Well, Sea of Thieves and Ghost Recon were the offenders of that, but this was not the case this year. So mm-hmm. uh, thankfully, Microsoft the land. This looked pretty cool, you know. Well, no, there is there was. Um, narration on this one. No, but it wasn't like it wasn't as as. Yeah. Hey, we're having fun. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. The, no, it wasn't forced banter. It was yeah, just them yeah. playing the game. Um, a game that's not quite conquer. Super Lucky's Tale. I. I this is one of the last titles for Xbox One X. Uh-huh. <laughs> this doesn't look good. This looks like something that was on. This looks like the most generic carbon copy of every collected on platform. It looks like an early Xbox 360 live arcade game. Do you know what? I would have been super pumped if they went for Conquer. Yeah. <laughs> for a brief second I thought it was and I was very excited. Tacoma is coming out August 2nd. That's from Fulbright, the people that brought you Gone Home. Uh-huh. And I am really, yep. really excited I about I could Tacoma, see your man. eyes widening. Have you seen anything of Tacoma before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah they, they've done like like little sections of playing they, they they've gone around uh as steve gainer is his name uh he was around a, a a few websites showing a couple of minutes of the game there recently and whew, 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 uh, i'm very very excited by this um cuphead speaking of games we're excited for <laughs> i really hope this game is good um oh my God, everything this game before this year the two things I've heard about this game for people who've actually got hands-on, because at E3 last year, people were able to play this game, and they said that the boss battles were incredible, but the platforming sections in between were, at best, ropey. Yeah. Um, and that had me a bit worried. So and I, I, I think as well that it was like, okay, once you've seen the gimmick, you know. Yeah. 
you've seen what there is to be but like i i will be playing this mm. and september even, 29th even if it is i'm going upstairs i am logging into your xbox and i'm using mm. my money um yeah like we will be playing this uh crackdown trailer like you you hit the nail on the head there very underwhelmed by it i mean terry cruz was, was nice. great to see terry cruz you know terry i'll always take terry cruz but I wasn't uh, wasn't blown away by it. Speaking of, do you know what I I need to see one year for uh, E three? Just Terry Crews. Yes, but Terry Crews presenting um, a game like Unravel or something of that nature. You know, but it's real intense. I need shouty. I need that juxtaposition. It's great, by the way. We had two conferences in a row with Terry Crews on it because Terry Crews was in that montage of the men men with blazers. Oh yeah, <laughs> jiggling his pecs in his Arsenal jersey. Uh, speaking of blown away, Shadow of Goddamn War. Uh, let's talk about your boy. Oh my god, right. So, the two... Shadow of Mordor, the first game, got Game of the Year awards thrown at its feet. I still but don't know why, but t- that's Because it's me. a fucking incredible game, you charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> um, the two things people gave out about it was that like it was super serious and super dark and, and not colourful. And boy, did this trailer go out of its way to prove that this game has... Uh, heart and and humor to it and is much more colorful so immediately because this is playing off xbox one x the, the colors are popping and it is incredibly bright everything looks so good they're showing you some of the the new systems how they've expanded the nemesis system to include a thing called nemesis fortresses and how you can build your own army and and things like that so that's super interesting and then you encounter an uruk captain called bruise or as he pretty much pronounces it in his Australian accent, Bruce. Bruce the banter. Who is, oh my god, I can't even do it justice. You need to look up this The, the this best thing play. I saw is they had um, your, your shark from uh, Finding Nemo as kind of a... a oh yeah, equipment. Bruce as well, isn't it? Yeah, Bruce, Bruce that's it, yeah. Uh, he, oh, Fish, man. Fisher friends, not food. Yeah. Um, that alone kind of makes me want to play this game you know? yeah i'm really excited now and i don't fucking like lord of the rings or any of that yeah. middle earth bullshit <laughs> but this is this sold me this yeah. actually sold me it's pretty great uh this is one of the surprise, early surprises of the weekend didn't think we'd get this necessarily uh, a sequel to ori and the blind forest called mm. ori and the will of the wisps we quite like that game so I only played it for about an hour or so on mm. your console. It's real but... difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's real tough. Um, but it's real whimsical in the in the right kind of way. Not whimsical like Unravel, where whimsy and water physics is all that game had going for it, really. Uh, and then, yeah, we finished off with the announcement that Xbox One X will cost four ninety nine, which is real rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday, June 1st, we had Bethesda's conference, and there was uh, there's not a huge amount of news to talk about. There's two big things, so we'll rattle through some of the smaller stuff. They, they really hammered on the VR early on in this conference, so we got Doom VR, Fallout 4 VR. Um, later on in the weekend, uh, at the, the, the Sony show, we would get an unveil of Skyrim VR, so it seems Bethesda are going hard in on VR. Indeed. Um there's some Elder Scrolls stuff because the Morrowind expansion to Elder Scrolls Online just dropped um, they talked about Skyrim coming to the Switch but still no nail down date for that yet no. but again I think most people who have Skyrim already have it I'm, I'm a proponent of more games coming onto the Switch but it's not one that I have circled on the calendar or anything like that they have a million dollar Quake Championship 
um that's going to be part of the the sort of the press cycle for getting people excited for quake champions that's going to be taking place soon you can go onto their website and sign up uh for the the beta to get involved in the quake championships then we had a trailer for evil within 2 which looks pretty good that first game uh, there's a lot of people who really like it i wasn't wild about it it was okay um i there are certainly finer horror games um available but it was it was okay uh this trailer look looks really good i only got to see it today finally watch the, the trailer for that it's really good it's it's a it's a bit long to be honest uh but it kind of it's a proper story trailer sets up the premise it's not a teaser by any stretch of the imagination yeah. okay um really well shot um and yeah, I, if you're an Evil Within fan, I'm sure that trailer got you pretty excited. It it was a good enough trailer that it made me think maybe I should re-download uh, Evil Within and give it another shot, to be honest. And then, <laughs> my friend, Wolfenstein 2, The <laughs> New Colossus. <laughs> so we got an eight-minute trailer for this, if you include everything. So it started off with some, with some cool kind of, in the way only Bethesda can with uh, old-timey style adverts and television stuff uh, setting up the world where it, it's gone. <laughs> so Wolfenstein has always been a, a parallel history, obviously, with, with Mecha Hitler and all that. But with Wolfenstein 2, I don't know if you get the, 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 the reference, will you? but like, Wolfenstein 2 has gone full man in the high castle, um, which is the novel that's turned into a... Um, an Amazon series now where the, it, it's in a parallel universe where the Nazis won the war. Yeah, yeah. So that's where Wolfenstein has completely gone down that way now and it seems to start off once again with your boy Blaskowitz waking up from a coma again um, and seeing what the, what the world is like now and it, it's, instead of being based in Europe, this seems to be all based in America. You're helping out with the resistance there was no actual gameplay. Well, oh, there was some gameplay towards the end, showing the kind of variety of weapons you can maul dudes with. Um, it it was kind of more just to set the the, the table for what's going on story wise. You got a cool ass helmet in it. There's a lot of this was one of the early trailers of the weekend. Well, there were a lot there, there were a lot of trailers this weekend that were heavy on the swearing. This wasn't your this wasn't an E three for the kids, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited by this. And then <laughs> the trailer ends with a man full on dropping acid. Yep. <laughs> and then picking up a tiny cartoon lizard. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I just, as always with these things, um, you know, the your the alt right Nazi boys came out straight away and yeah, like it was perpetrating a white genocide. Oh they said. my god! Fuck off! Like. This is why we have history lessons in school, children. Yeah. Uh, so that game's coming out October 27th, which, uh, as we will get, get on through this uh, this show, October 27th is going to be a big day. Maybe book it off work, kids. Uh, so that ends Bethesda. Uh, we move to the PC Gaming Showcase. Did you see anything for the PC Gaming Showcase that's worthy of kind of mentioning here? Um, they showed some stuff from Wargroove, which looks... Wargroove! Which looks really, really cool. Uh, which I didn't actually realise was on PC. I thought it was just Switch, so that's good. That means I have some way of playing it, but I'll have a Switch by then. Uh, Ooblitz is this weird kind of borderline... Sounds like a German breakfast cereal. It's kind of like Viva Piñata meets Pikmin. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but it's adorable. Um, So have a look at that. Um, They had some Intel-sponsored stuff that I 
zoned out of, um, as they tend to do with these. They had a bunch of stuff about, um, this is the hardware you need for the best gaming PC, and that kind of bollocks. Um, they had the awkward interview with you one from the last night. Um, nothing else off the top of my head that I can think of. Um, I only had it really on in the background. Yeah. So, uh, just the the presenter was awful. Just, yeah, very much kind of like just there in the background. Like, there were people in the audience, but I don't think anyone actually made it, any noise It very much, with all due respect to PC gamers, the, the average PC gamer, it very much reeked of the glorious PC gaming master race that Yahtzee often very much, lampoons. Very much. Uh, moving on to Ubisoft on Monday, June 12th. We started off with a surreal <laughs> trailer and presentation for Mario and Rabbids Battle Kingdom. Yeah, we did. Um, Miyamoto, your boy Miyamoto with a buster cannon. Uh, some very awkward translation as they tried to have some banter about the game. Then you go into a trailer. Um, I I was really unsure of what to make of the trick because I'm not I'm not on board with the rabbits thing. I said on I don't the, think most people are to be honest. No, there are people who who do genuinely like them. They, those people are generally I remember, six. I remember the first time. Like, I remember the first time I saw them and I found it very amusing in that um, uh, minions kind of yeah, way. Yeah, well, that's you know? what I said on the, the like. It's very much that Three Stooges I kind said of on, on the humor. sweet machine. Is like they're answering the philosophical questions. What if minions were kind of worse? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just. It's such a fucking weird combination. Oh, it's, like, this is the first thing that Mario does outside the Nintendo umbrella. Like, and, but it's not only just that. But this is this is the bit now. This is like so it's you think fucking... of the you think of the world of rabbits. You think of the world of Mario, and you're going, what game can we make? Because they said before they showed the gameplay, like, we wanted to make or Miyamoto-san said to us, make something that's never been made before. And oh boy, did they. Because I never would have thought they would go down the XCOM real-time strategy route. It's a fucking RTS. What in the name? <laughs> um, I very much just enjoyed seeing the reactions of other people. Uh, as well as, it's very much like, you know, when you make someone watch The Room for the first time. Yeah. Some people were super into it. I'm super into it. I want to play not... this. <laughs> I want to play see, I'm this. I'm not a big RTS guy. I'm not, but I will play... If, is it because you're in disbelief that it could possibly exist and you need to play it to make sure it's not some sort of crazy, psychotic break you're having? Possibly that. But no, I, I don't mind RTS when it is presented in a, a way that I can digest. Yeah. Um, And this is, so it would seem, a way that I would probably be able to digest mm-hmm. it. So I'm fully, fully on board with Mario vs. Rabbids or and Rabbids or whatever the hell it's called. Kingdom Battle, that's it. Uh, we got a new South Park trailer. Um, yeah, we did. That was... Yeah, no. I'm into it. But as uh, a lot of people were pointing out, it's like it wasn't like a blow-away entertaining trailer. Someone pointed out as well that the trailers for the first game, people were kind of iffy on at the time as well. Yeah. I think the thing with this is that like it's just we know what to expect. Like it's mm. cause, We just want the game now, please. Yeah, because I think people were more curious by how that game would actually work as a game. Mm. Um, because South Park games, by and large, up until... Um, the first one were terrible stick of truth um, so like I think people just kind of just want the game and just want to start playing it and kind of experience yeah. it as a whole you know yeah. it definitely seems like another one of those things where you're going to want to uh, be familiar with superhero stuff because there's a lot of in jokes and stuff coming in yeah uh, I popped particularly huge for Timmy being Professor Xavier that, it was very that, good. Was, yeah. that, was, that was pretty great yeah. uh, Steep is getting Winter Olympics expansion 
which is cool. I am a big advocate for Steep. I like that game a lot. Well, I need to sit you in front of that for a little while. Yeah, I still haven't touched that yeah, at all. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Um, the big kind of new reveal. So they teased that uh, they said we, we've developed a game that kind of spins out from a game that everyone says they really liked. And the game they revealed was called Skull and Bones. So they're obviously spinning out from Black Flag, which was kind of the considered at the time the return to form uh, for Assassin's Creed before they lost their form very rapidly again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed this for quite a while. Three separate trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't mad about it, to be honest. It seemed okay. I'm not rushing out to buy it by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, let's be honest. There is a part of the, the market that is untapped, and that is sea sports. Yeah. Or seal sports. Or seal sports. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, that, that was our um, whimsical um, John... Um, Fuck! What's the name of the the store? John uh, John Lewis. The kind of take a song and make it all shite and yeah. whatnot. Uh, that was the song that they used this year. Seals uh, stronger. Is that the mm-hmm. song? Stronger. Yeah. yeah. So. Survivor. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Like, it looks. It looks cool. It looks like the kind of thing that if looks you well have made. twenty people yeah. together, did they give anything in terms of um, like uh, online numbers? No. I no. There was nothing like that. that. There- it would be massively kind of yeah. So like thing. you know the presentation of that was pretty cool. I mean again it's nothing that I'm particularly interested in, but mm-hmm. clearly Ubisoft are banking on it because you know they gave a significant portion of the conference to that game. So yeah, um, there was a trailer for the crew too. I don't care. I don't care. It's added planes and boats. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a really dumb segment for Assassin's Creed uh, where they said after the show we're going to be going outside and then they tried to show the TV where they were playing it <laughs> and it was out on a sunny rooftop and they couldn't see. On so like a 20 inch really TV. It was really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was super, super dumb. <laughs> um, Far Cry 5. Uh, I feel like, Mark, this trailer was cut following the what people were saying about the first uh, kind of batch of trailers and the way this game was being presented yeah um i think they were afraid not necessarily that they were afraid of the kind of people who were upset about it i don't think they were that because i don't think ubisoft would give a fuck about those people no i think it was more that they were worried that people who like far cry because it's fun would think this was super serious and stay away from it so this was a trailer that was the first half of it um, the kind of the pre-rendered cutscene was definitely very creepy kept up with that serious vibe mm-hmm. showed your preacher antagonist uh, singing Amazing Grace proper set of pipes on the lad as well yep. fair play to him yep. uh, lifting up the rifle it was really unnerving creepy you said it was very reminiscent of the, that scene from Kingsman uh-huh. um, won't spoil it but yep. very infamous scene from Kingsman uh, and then they showed dog. then they showed yeah, yeah, it was so a dog. then they cut to gameplay and again gameplay looks great Looks very much like a Far Cry game. And yeah, in that gameplay segment that was kind of uh, interspersed with uh, little graphics to tell you who your your mates are in it. 
Um, it the the emphasis was very much on it's a lot of fun to kick the fuck out of racists. Yeah, they had uh, bum 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 on yeah in the background, which John, I'm pretty sure John, was... John Lee Hooker, great time. Yeah, to... I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard that song in at least ten other game trailers mm. over the last fifteen. I did enjoy well. that they cut the shots of the gun to the boom 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 boom. Not quite, you know, Doom and the shotgun. No, intro, no, not quite. But, but let's I, be honest, I, I nothing ever will be. I appreciate what they're going for. Um, yeah, I always appreciate a good I, audio cue. I'm kind of everything i've seen from far cry 5 says yeah do you know what i'll hop back on with far cry again yeah i mean uh, i i'm probably going to enjoy it for the same reasons that i want to play wolfenstein 2 because i'm just i'm so happy that it's pissing off a particular uh section of people yeah. and there's part of you that's always like yeah i'll have another one of those and this looks like it, it might be enough of a pivot because far cry 4 felt a lot like far cry 3 just with a different charismatic dude. tell you what what a hot take that is i know but you know what i mean and then far cry primal was literally a reskin of the far cry 4 map yeah so um not it was kind of getting a bit tired i I like the aesthetic i like what they're going for with the setting and the story here i hope they don't pull any punches i hope they go kind of deep into it 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 seems like a really cool idea and setting for a game that is uh well one of the one of the hitman levels kind of explores a militia thing up in colorado yeah Uh, it's the second to last episode i think Uh, but in terms of the kind of the messianic preacher element i that's not oft explored i i i hope it goes full waco minus child marriage section Mm. that'd be good Mm. um yeah it looks pretty cool and then the one other thing we have to talk about from ubi that i didn't even meant i didn't even write down here because it was so much of a no-brainer Beyond Good and Evil 2! <laughs> yeah, yeah, what uh, the fuck? Uh, just... uh, the one thing now that I've had 24 hours, it's a cool looking trailer. Um, it sounds like your man, actually, speaking of Kingsman, your man who does the voice of the monkey and it sounds very like Eggsy. Uh, he sounds very much like the monkey from Sing. That's the same guy. Oh, is it the same guy? Yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> How about that, right? <laughs> um, the trailer was really cool. It's a prequel. Before yeah, the sure. Jade, the main character of uh, the original Beyond Good and Evil, um, looks very not the only game we saw this weekend that looks very we're aware Blade Runner is coming out again. <laughs> well, you pointed out it has a very Fifth Element vibe to it. Fifth Element to it, definitely. Yeah. Um, I really like the look of it. Uh, the one thing now that I've had 24 hours to think about it properly is if you're re-revealing that game after it's nearly 10 years now, since the first reveal, I think it was 2008 E3 that they showed that first teaser for Beyond Good and Evil 2. Mm. You need to be putting some sort of date, like not necessarily this month, but you need to put a year if you're re revealing it. <laughs> like when Last Guardian came out, for all of the laughter that was done, and oh my god, that game's still kicking around, they put a year on it. I they missed it. But they I put mean, a year on it. One of the things about this, and I think we'll talk about more in the, the Sony conference, is this idea of what cards do developers play? Because as we discussed earlier, um, there has been a trend of games being announced like three years in advance and players mm-hmm. just like, well, why? What's the point, you know? I wonder in this instance here if it was just... They just wanted to get it out. They said, "Look, this game is being made now. Shut the fuck up." And well, they've let already. Us go you see, that's the, that's the thing is weird. Is like they had already said, kind of privately, this game is still happening. You know, they they had already been saying that for quite a while. It, it's just a little bit odd to me. As much as I enjoyed the trailer, it makes me think this game is still a long, 
long way away. Uh, they want people to sign up on their website to be involved with the creation of the game as well. Yeah. I don't know what that entails. They were pretty vague on it, so you can look up the Beyond Good and Evil website for that. Uh, and that concludes Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, I missed Aisha Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on now. Um, although I, I was touched, speaking of Beyond Good and Evil, I was touched by Michelle Ansel was clearly like, this means so much to him. Like he came out and because of the reaction, he was in tears when he came out on stage. Yeah. Fair, but like that guy has been trying to get this game past the finish line for, I think he said 15 years now. Uh-huh. So, wow. Uh, moving on to our last two conferences, Sony. Started off with uh, what was popularly referred to on Twitter as Sitar Hero, replacing the full <laughs> orchestra of last year with a kind of uh, sitar act that was that was kind of cool. And that led into the Uncharted 4 Lost Legacy DLC and Horizon Zero Dawn DLC. Um, both looking pretty good. If you yep, like sure. both of those games, that's more of those. Excellent. Uh, then we got one that kind of uh, hit me for six. I'm not big into the franchise, but... It's a, it's a big get that it's not uh, just on Nintendo systems anymore. It's back on PlayStation and Xbox as well. It goes. It should uh, be mentioned. Monster Hunter World. Mm. Um, Monster Hunter has a fairly rabid fan base, Mark, as you probably know. Yeah, but you know, I'm so outside of the bubble. Like I'm. Um, I've no, I got. I have no general impression. Ultimate Monster Hunter Four Ultimate for free. Because I had bought, there was a promotion with Wii U, if you had bought any two of a particular set of games between certain dates, you got one of these games free. Okay. And I think it was like this, Pikmin, and then every other game I had. And I'm not a big Pikmin guy, so I chanced Monster Hunter. It's alright. I'm not... It's not for me. It just looked like Pokemon with with big monsters. Yeah, like serious Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) Pokemon Um, for adults. Ben, speaking of things I did not see coming... Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, there and was no like r- no should be specified because I th- uh, we both said originally when this trailer was shown remaster they've remade it. Yeah, um, which is crucial for a couple of reasons. One, it's going to look better than just a kind of polish. But there's a key reason why. Well, the originals are a bit clunky. You know, well, this is what I'm going to say. Like they can now simplify the controls and make it work. Yeah. Uh, properly because as much as that is a beloved classic I think people can agree that the controls are a bit cumbersome to say the least um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite we got some uh, story trailer for that that game looks utterly unremarkable to me mm-hmm. um, I always am an advocate of fighting games throwing in a story mode so that you have some sort of content to do when there's no one beside you on the couch or no one you want to play online but uh, yeah not, I, I've seen some. I've seen some tweets. Um, people were saying that it does play pretty well, but I, I just don't think it looks very good. No, no, no certainly not, not next to that fucking Dragon Ball Z game. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. Yeah, like like you said on Twitter, we're spoiled by having seen Dragon Ball Z a day earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Days Gone. We had a long kind of gameplay thing at that. Um, I think if I wasn't so burnt out on zombie games. I'd probably like it quite a bit. It's a very impressive tech demo, as yeah. we were both saying. Like, the things that it's able to do with the amount of zombies that it's able to work with on one screen at one time, it's, it's all very impressive. It's I don't think it's even that people are burnt out by... Oh, zomb- I am. I mean, me specifically. Well, yeah, yeah. But I think it's just, a, you know, we live in a post-Last of Us kind of world and anything that has that tone is immediately going to be I think it was the, the uh, friend of the show, the big dog, Tom Blarg, had on Twitter last night. If you love The Last of Us, you'll tolerate Days mm. Gone. 
and that kind of that 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 puts it in a nutshell especially when we know last of us 2 is coming yeah but i mean i do the the few times where you'll see like a big crowd of zombies and they run towards someone it looks fucking incredible um but from everything i've seen about the the writing so far which is kind of minimal and the kind of main uh protagonist it's very sons of anarchy zombies yeah i'm not feeling it um the vr section okay bored the fucking arse off me because i don't not where i fell asleep because i was wondering i went back and watched the the sony conference this morning Mm because i couldn't figure out where it was i fell asleep oh yeah i remember where we're getting to i know where i fell asleep yeah Uh, a particular uh pet peeve of yours Mm. you fell asleep at VR section didn't really care about. They also had a Call of Duty thing, didn't really care about. Didn't show me anything I didn't already know. The thing know. with the VR section, there was a couple of games that just didn't look like VR games. I think there was like yeah, a side that weren't from a perspective. Yeah, there was a couple oh, yeah. of those kind of games that from a pr- um, it weird. Actually, there was one uh, game they announced on, on the PC stream called Echo Arena, mm-hmm. which basically was Blitzball but in VR. So, oh, on the the pre-show for this conference because they gave away the farm on the pre-show and started announcing a bunch of shit. Yeah. And one of them was super hot VR oh, yeah, coming to yeah, PSVR. Sure. And you asked me, is this what will get me to get PSVR? I said, no, but it's as close as I'll ever come. <laughs> um, then we had a long gameplay of Dad of War. Um, See, I'm calling new... it Son of Dad. Because just to be as completely blunt as possible. Um, the, the new God of War game. I, I tell you what, I don't really usually give a fuck about God of War. I'd like to play that game. The, the it thing that really really good no one has taken into account is that it's using an over-the-shoulder third-person perspective which yeah. god of war has never used before you know yeah. it's always been god of war like that god of war was the game that burnt cry. everyone out on quick time time events yeah yeah um my thing has always been with god of war is i really enjoy it for about the first hour and then mm-hmm. i'm bored out of my mind because it doesn't yeah. do anything new other than the quick time events with the, the massive bosses mm-hmm. um so this yeah, I, I'm liking the look of it. I'm yeah. liking uh, your dad, Kratos, um, mm. somewhere between um, the big show dressed up as Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Like, I can get on board with that. There's something, like, I, every time I've seen it, there's something that just makes me think one or the other of them dies <laughs> in Act 1. Yeah. Like, it just has that feel of it, that either you're going to have the son die, and that's what puts him back on uh-huh. his murdery vengeance path, or he dies, and you kind of fast forward. The son's grown up and wants to take vengeance. Yeah, or no, I don't think it'd be the first act in. I could see it being like halfway through, because otherwise they're gonna have like this kind of Bioshock Infinite um, leading another uh, NPC along. Mm-hmm. And uh... now I'll tell you what, it, it, Bioshock Infinite is one of the better ones at doing that because Elizabeth is never someone you need to protect because well, she'll go and hide behind a trash can and she'll never get shot or harmed or anything like that. I mean. That's a conversation for another day because I don't like the way that Bioshock Infinite because it does it in a very lazy fashion. But um, I think that what will end up here is, uh, yeah, I could see there being like a kind of midway plot thread Mm -hmm. that uses a death of one of those characters. Or you actually play as Raiden. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have the point at which Mark fell asleep, which is uh, Detroit become human, or as I'm referring to it, Detroit, please be good. Um... Again, another feels very Blade Runner. Uh, you're not the David Cage quantic dream man at all. Um, but I very much am. When these games are good, I like them a lot. And when they're bad, they're beyond two souls. Um, I, I'm excited by the... I like the premise of the game a lot. Uh, I just won't get... I refuse to get excited about it. Because 
We've been burned before, Mark. No, no, I've not. (laughs) Well, you had to sit through playing two of those games with me. There is that. And probably a third at some stage. Because I do have Fahrenheit now. Anyway, we finished off Sony with, I think, one of the best trailer, gameplay trailers of the the whole kind of weekend. And that was uh, Insomniac's Spider-Man. Holy shit. Looks good. That game looks real good. It looks very good. We it, got Spider-Man Arkham Combat. Yeah, which... it's that, that was the thing that surprised me. I didn't know how they would go with the combat. Um, mm-hmm. You wouldn't necessarily think of Spider-Man using that stealth f- over from the, the top, kind of flying in Arkham-like mm-hmm. style. It looks, it, it but it, really it works, well. and it, but it works, but it doesn't look like a complete carbon copy. It does yeah. look like it's doing its own thing. The environmental Spider-Man. stuff he's able to do. Because Spider-Man is obviously a lot more nimble, can fling around a lot more. Um, has the webs. Has the webs, yeah. And I like how they're used. They feel really dynamic, you know? Yeah. Um, because of the environmental stuff, like swinging the uh, the forklift, swinging that girder, knocking three yeah. guys down. Now, I will wait to see if a lot of that felt very... was there for the purpose of making the E3 trailer come across a lot more, or whether, mm. you know... These kind of things are in most... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the one and I and I think that the 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 scene that they showed with the helicopter it was a little bit quick timey yeah and the, like, I think that's the one thing Ralph people was, are worried about Azra's Ralph was, was brought up but like that entire game is quick timey so you can have used that as an example like mm. if this game has a couple of sequences like that I said if it's kind of like Uncharted where the quick time like not obviously I hope the gameplay is better. But uh, it has kind a of like of where moments. there's a lot of gameplay, and then during the set pieces, it's quick time. Sure, I can maybe in, go with on that. the on the critical. Like if there are critical story missions where you're doing some quick timey stuff to make it look, because it was a really cool looking spectacle as it was happening. Um, but yeah, I, I totally get what you mean with the the. I hope it's not too quick timey throughout. What I'm hoping is that because I'm fine if it's not a huge open world like GTA Spider-Man, I'm fine if it's not that. Like, I, honestly, I'm a little bit burnt out at the moment on massive open worlds. Yeah. This year, after plunging 85 hours into Zelda and still trying to work through Horizon and stuff like that. um. But what I don't want it to be is, like, 100% linear either. Um, the thing as well with the quick time events as well, if it's uh, if you fail, like, a single quick time and you have mm. to start over again... That will because how that's, forgiving is it? And that is my big thing with those because it just ruins the flow. Yeah, um, there are so some games that do like have good contingencies for you know one thing will go wrong, it'll show it go wrong, but you're able to recover from it. Yeah, what's the and the one? quick time slows down. Um, like in fairness, David Cage, like I mean, because again, those games are yeah. There's no there's there's very few fail states. Those, those games, games are built on quick time events, so you know yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it looks really good. Um, Insomniac are very good at the big open world because they did Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive, yeah. Um, so and they did sure. um, Resistance. They were Resistance, weren't they? Well, they was it yeah, Resistance okay. Man. So yeah, well, I, I, it looks pretty cool. Um, Early 2018 as well. They specified, and that's good. That that's very good. I mean, I was hoping my prediction was because I was really hoping that was the Christmas game this year. Yeah, I mean, I imagine they'd want to try and get it out somewhere. I mean, obviously, it doesn't have a, a 
in canon with the, the Homecoming film. But oh, I'm... and there was the sting as well that most people missed after the kind of, because they had showed that. Then they had the wrap-up, here's all the cool stuff you saw. And then at the very end, they cut back to Spider-Man and they showed fucking Miles Morales, oh, yeah. who is, uh, he's not the current Spider-Man. I think Peter Parker is Spider-Man again in the comics, but he has been Spider-Man most of the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were hoping that when they did this new Spider-Man film that they were going to do Miles Morales as Spider-Man, but he's in it, so yeah. cool. Yeah, and to be fair, like, as we said, because it's not canon to the Homecoming film, so, you know, why not use other parts of the Spider-Man lore? You know, mm-hmm. so sure. Um, then we finished off E3 2017 with Nintendo, and I, I don't know about you, Mark, but we were sitting down setting up here, and I saw on Twitter that this was only going to be 25 minutes long, and I was a little concerned. I Tell said, you what, I said they're just going to show Arms and Mario, aren't they? Well, how fucking <laughs> wrong you? Well, you know they did show Arms and Mario. Uh-huh. Uh, they showed a little bit of arms on it, and then they showed oh, yeah. a lot. Of, apparently, on the Treehouse Live afterwards, they were going to show loads of it. Yeah, I mean, I think something with, with arms because it's out relatively so Friday. S- Friday, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the kind of thing with a like, you know, it's coming out. Watch the footage afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, Same yeah. with Pockin. They didn't beat us over the head with Pockin either because <laughs> the game's really fucking out anyway. Hey. So were you? Um, this was like. This came from, like, I didn't have, apart from I want to see more Mario, I'm excited for Mario, I didn't really have many expectations. Nintendo know what they're doing. I had right. some blue sky thinking for what yeah. I'd like to see, uh, but I didn't think, not only did I not think we'd get anything huge, but I didn't think any of these games would be coming out anytime soon. You didn't think you'd get anything. two fucking Metroid games. I'll tell you what. So, New Kirby. Which, sure. You know you know what? I'm pretty sure, I, I might be off here, but I feel like every year there's a new Kirby game. Mm. <laughs> you know? I think they alternate Wii U, like, main console handheld. Cause that, that's we had probably it. The one where you had the mini drugs lab last year. Yeah, because I had and the... the year before that was... The uh, Wii U one, um, not Rainbow Curse. Curse of the Rainbow or something. Rainbow, Cur- Rainbow Curse. Yeah, because I played Canvas that. Canvas Curse, Rainbow Curse. Yeah, because I played that and it was alright. Yeah, you reviewed it for Link to the Cast.eu. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that looks like a pretty decent Kirby game and it's got four-player co-op in it. Well, so. it looks boom, like boom. a Kirby game, so... Yeah. Uh, new Yoshi, which is wo- uh, Wooly Yoshi in a cardboard world, which looks adorable. Mm-hmm. And if it's anything like uh, Wooly World, I'm well into it. I never played Wooly World. How was that? It's really good. Yeah, it's really good, okay. and it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. F- so fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, is it also? Is it Navarro that's a big proponent for those? Or? Yes. Yeah. Uh, to the much to the delight of uh, one Jeffrey Gersman, perhaps it looks like the. TikTok aiming mechanic of the eggs is gone. It looks like it's got like an auto targeting yeah. system. <laughs> like, how many years later? How long has it been since Yoshi's Island? Look, you got a gimmick, you stick with it. Right. Um, so then we thought, okay, right, these are two. Both of them are coming out next year, by the way. Yeah, and they felt like kind of standard fair mm. Nintendo games to be yeah, announced. Yeah, good, like eight out of ten Nintendo games that um, aren't gonna eight, seven, maybe. Yeah, like. That aren't gonna steal so the, the show, but there's yeah, sure. yeah, and I'm fine with that. Then they fucking drop their Nintendo dick on the table metaphorically. <laughs> Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, uh, I know. Right? Not only Metroid Prime Four, but that's not what Retro have been doing. So no. Retro Studios, we everyone has kind of assumed because they've been pretty dark for the last couple of years. Everyone kind of assumed they were making the new Metroid game, or everyone hoped beyond wildest hope. Um, and it's not. It's in-house at Kyoto for yeah. them. So this so, is proper... So they're taking it fucking seriously. Retro obviously doing the new Donkey Kong. 
that almost certainly. <laughs> I love Tropical Freeze, yeah, so yeah. more power to them. Um, we, we didn't get anything in terms of gameplay or any announcements or other than just... No, just currently in development. Yeah, so... Similarly, we cut to a man from the Pokemon company, uh, yeah, and we just, thought, oh, here... Here's there was more like, pocket. There was like 10 seconds here of just, we were just completely screaming. <laughs> of just like, oh yeah, by the way, there's a Metroid 4 game, and then here's your man from Game Freak saying, oh yeah, by the way, oh, there's going to be a Pokemon game for the Switch. Not Pokemon game, like he specifically said, a core Pokemon RPG. Which kind of now, in retrospect, it makes sense that Sun and Moon aren't coming to Switch, because they're already working on the one for the sure. Switch. That makes a lot more sense in yeah. hindsight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fucking hell. Um, finally, one of the big dreams, like, as long as there have been Pokemon games, people want a core Pokemon game on a home console. I mean, and they're finally fucking getting it. Let's be fair, David. Apart from Pokemon Snap, sorry. Well, um, let's be fair. I mean, you use the term home console for the Switch very loosely. Yeah. You know? Well... Look at uh, fucking Breath of the Wild. That's as home console game as it gets. I mean, if I wanted to, uh, there are the means to play the handheld games um, on, like, through the GameCube yeah, yeah. to play it on TV. So it's not like we've not lived in a world where that's possible. Yeah, but, I, I, but in terms of an actual designed for a yeah, yeah. power, like a home so, console power. Now, what will be interesting about that is. Do they make the most of it, or do they make one that could easily work on the 3DS? Well, no, no, no. My question is, will that what will be the compatibility like? Will they have Pokemon Bank available for the Switch? Because they have to. Because I've yeah, I would say because so. we've gone from Generation Three up to what the fuck seven seven. seven? I think it's on seven. We've gone from three to seven, where it, theoretically, one way or another, you can go from Generation Three, which is um, uh, Pokemon Leaf Green and Fire Red. And you can get a, pa- a Pokemon that you catch in that game, and you can have it uh, playing as one of your Pokemon on your team in Sun and Moon. It's fucking convoluted to do at this point, yeah. but it is possible. And you need about four different Nintendo consoles and whatever yeah. else. At this point here, like they have to have Pokemon Bank running on Switch. It's the only way they need to have. Yeah. But there's no. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't have a Switch on. I can't remember. Is there any interactivity between the 3DS and the Switch? I don't think there is. Um, not formally, but it's one unified Nintendo account now. Okay, so, right. But they still need to have some sort of setup where the, the 3DS and the Switch recognize yeah. that the other exists. Yeah, well, I imagine they could do it without having them recognize it. I imagine you can upload your... This is how I imagine it would work. A Pokemon Bank app for the, the Switch... Allows you to go into it, log in with your Nintendo Network ID. It logs you straight into your Pokemon Bank account, onto which you've already uploaded your stuff from the 3DS, and yep. you just pull it down off there. You don't need to have the two direct, uh, like interact directly with each sure, other. Sure. You have the intermediary of a Pokemon Bank app or similar. Yep. That's that's my um, best guess. If they're going to do that, or if they're just going to go fuck it. Because here's the thing, <laughs> right? Because here's the thing. People get super mad. It's still Nintendo, right? Yeah, yeah. And I never put put it past them to just go, ah, you know what? Fuck it. You can just catch all <laughs> 900 of the bastards again. I mean, ah, you know what? Just fuck it was kind of their approach to Mario Maker and the 3DS. Uh-huh. We want to download and upload levels. Do you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs that? That definitely wasn't the appeal of Mario Maker in the first place. Yeah. Anyway, enough burying Nintendo, because this was a good fucking conference. I, sure, sure, sure. Uh, that yeah, core Pokemon game. Uh, he said it might take more than a year. 
So I think that's going to already get everyone's hopes up tentatively that holiday 2018 is when we're getting that game. Um, I mean, it would up, it would work in the two to three years between core Pokemon here's the thing, game here's the thing. pattern. Uh, yeah, um, but they're in no rush. Like, they've got Mario Odyssey for... No, I, I prefer Take Your Time if it works. 27, sorry. Uh, so, sure, they they can have another year in it, and I don't yeah. think that's going to make... That's not going to be that big of, a, of an issue. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's on its way. Is it is it Pokemon Stars? Is it um, Pokemon... It's Pokemon Switch? Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Um, although the Pokemon series doesn't usually, like go with the convention of naming itself after the, the, the console. Like no, the actual core game. But this anyway. isn't a conventional Pokemon game. No, it's not. Although they did, and again, the they used is... this is what this is what makes me think like it, it they use the phrase core Pokemon RPG. Here's the thing. Do they have two variants of the same game this time? I would bet they do, yeah. I'm gonna say no on this one. Because the games are slightly more expensive. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh Perhaps just because of that, but I don't know. It'd be this that'd be a particularly weird habit of a lifetime to break. I I think it would be pretty egregious to have like a, a game which is fifty quid and you need to have two of them to. Well, that's you know. the 3ds ones are fifty quid. They're not fifty quid. Yeah, they are. No. They were when they came out. They're like thirty five quid. No, when they home. came out, they were fifty. Yeah, fifty mm. euro. Jesus. Yeah. Well, well, I mean fifty quid in terms of. Yeah, oh I, yeah, I'm yeah. still in English money. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like. It, Oh, we could go around in circles on this one. We don't have any details. There's no, but there's no point in going on. I have some theories about, you know, that it doesn't necessarily need to be the full seventy euro for yeah. for this. Like they could drop the price to try and get people to buy two versions. Sure. Although the people that buy two versions are going to buy two well, versions, no matter how much it fucking costs. <laughs> I mean, someone's going to pay five hundred quid for an Xbox One X. Exactly. I, I've or just pay seen eight hundred dollars for that preposterous special edition of Assassin's oh. Creed. Man, we didn't even talk about that. Um, I've just seen the tweet that perfectly sums up the next thing we're going to talk about. Uh, Microsoft. Xbox One X has an 8-core processor and 12 gigabyte of Nintendo Burst In. You throw your hat on a frog and you're the frog. Crowd explodes. Mario Odyssey. <laughs> the most goddamn cuckoo bananas trailer I have ever what seen in my life. What the fuck is this? This looks like the greatest game of all time. <laughs> I have no, I have no earthly. I can't even describe the things I saw. Here's the thing, right? I looked at it with my face, and I still don't know. Here's the thing: the 3ds, um, the 3D lands and 3D world. Both of those things have this idea where Nintendo go into them and they throw every idea, um, in terms of the level mechanically like they throw every idea into the levels yeah. here they have expanded to choose throwing every single concept this feels very together. much like the leap to galaxy like where they're just we got a whole lot of new shit just fucking come along with us for the ride um it looked absolutely mental sometimes like the yeah they're using your cap to possess different things so we including saw, like 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 Real humans and a Goomba and, and a Bullet Bill. Yeah, but oh, the Bullet and Bill was and great. And a tank. Uh, we got a reappearance. And a dinosaur. We got a reappearance of Pimp Bowser <laughs> in his tuxedo and his it's top just... hat. And uh, look, I I don't usually buy them that much, but I really want. They announced that they're doing amiibos, and there's a Pimp Bowser amiibo, and I think I need to have it. I'll tell you what, this game is maybe the strongest meme uh, oh my god the memes game. Come oh one of the coolest things in the trailer the uh, fucking Link Between Worlds shit where Mario was going into pixelated 
pipes mm. and coming out on the wall in 2D. Yeah. And th- that blew my fucking mind. And as well, they were doing it where he was in, like, so you see him in different gear throughout the trailer. There's a bit where he's in a poncho and a sombrero and he goes through the pipe and he comes out and his 2D sprite is the 2D Super Mario Brothers sprite, but he's wearing a poncho. Yep. And uh, a sombrero. <laughs> and there's like some sort of this, so there's, I was watching, they did about 10 minutes of gameplay after the stream ended. And uh, there's like a, there's, there's two forms of currency instead of having extra lives and stuff like that. So they've linked your, uh, your lives to the amount of coins you collect in this. Yeah. So like you lose some money. It's kind of like, um, kind of like the way Bioshock and stuff does where like every regen costs you money until you've none and then you have no lives left. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to be the way it's going. And so there's two different kinds of currencies. There's that kind, the standard gold coins you get, and then there's the currency that's local to this world, and you can use that to buy the weird outfits like him and the poncho and the sombrero and different things like that. He's got his... um, What is it the system is called? He's got his cap that turns into stuff, and it's called Capture. It's it's called the Capture. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible scenes. Yeah, his his little spaceship that goes around to all these different worlds is in fact a top hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my missing it. There's so much. Like it, 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 we got hit so with so much stuff it so is, quickly. It is a full two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a and the fucking the theme song. Oh my god. Oh my god. Lyrics. It's like this kind of big band jazzy number. Yeah, it's that's an just, absolute banger. It's a full on banger already up on YouTube. You can find it. Yeah. Um. My God, I I was smiling so much by the end of and this. And I was expecting Christmas, but October 27th. October 27th. So, this is what I was alluding to earlier on. On the same day, October 27th, circle it in your calendars, book it off work, because on that day, we have Super Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, and Shadow of War coming out on the same fucking day. I, I've got the... Please don't tell me there's a fourth. Oh, there is a fourth game. What's the other one coming out? You gave me the list. Uh, it was... Um... Shadow, 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 Shadow of War, Both. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, yeah. yeah that's why I didn't um, do that, so I've got, fuck that. I've got the Twitter feed open at the moment because, you know, people in Eve 3 on, on the shop floor, uh, the floor now. Um, there is a giant life-size uh, tank with the Mario cap on. Um, yeah, this, this game, this game, I... I I was this close earlier to thinking, you know what? I'm just going to go and trade in the PS4 now. <laughs> you turned around and said to me, I could trade in the PS4. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's making me not do that is because I really want to play Wipeout. Also, how upset you'll be when you figure out how much that old PS4 is actually worth now. True. Yeah. yeah. 500 gig, you're not getting more than 100 quid for that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I, look, I don't like doing the whole witch... Uh, company developer publisher one uh, e3. the answer is nintendo but the answer is nintendo <laughs> <laughs> i thought xbox didn't do what they had to do to sell me on xbox one no, x because they didn't give you the money to buy one but also they don't have the first party lineup no um i thought playstation has the first party lineup but none of it's fucking coming out this year nope and there were no, apart from Shadow of Colossus and Monster Hunter, there were no real surprises on that. Whereas last year, I feel like, we were talking about this as we set up, I feel they tipped their hand too early with, like, Spider-Man and things like that. Yeah. Stuff that was several years away that they could have... There was so much stuff on that E3 last year for Sony that they could have just... And the waited. thing is, is yeah, this on is... At the, least one or two. This is the thing, right. 
There was absolutely nothing on Last of Us 2 or Death Stranding. No. And, and rightly so. Those games aren't coming out for another two years. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just my guess. I'm hoping two years because I want to play them. Yeah, but it does make you think as well as like, did they really need to... I can see possibly the reasoning for wanting to announce Kojima because that, you know... just He even, had just gotten free. Yeah, I can see for wanting to make that announcement, mm-hmm. but actually, was Last of Us at the PlayStation Experience or yes, PlayStation it was... Experience? Oh, okay, because remember so... I wasn't here. Yeah, so ignore me because my my what I'm going on is is completely way off there. Then, um, but even then, they could have. Well, no, because they still need a, a selling point for the PlayStation Experience. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it did maybe feel... that's where we get an update on one or the other of those. Probably. I imagine that will absolutely be the case. Um, it did feel that Sony was a little bit underwhelming, but that's only because... Or maybe coming... that's where we'll find out what, because the, the thing I was saying... Sorry to cut across you there. The thing, one of my predictions for this was we finally find out what the fuck Sucker Punch has been doing. True. Um, but, um, yeah, it's only that they're coming off the back of a couple of years of very strong E3 lineups and announcements. Yeah, they have set the bar very high themselves. Yeah. Um... The one thing as well that um, that hasn't done Sony any favors is the couple of games that have come out and said, "Hey, we're crossplay. Rocket League crossplay across." Yeah. Oh, Rocket League announced for the Switch. I don't think we announced that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocket League on Switch, PC, Xbox, crossplay play with each other across platform. But Sony are the ones that have the brick wall up. And there was just a, a, a Eurogamer article that came up while we've been recording, uh, and they got in contact with Sony, and they're like, it's just for security reasons. And your man pointed out, is like, look, Nintendo are working in conjunction with others, and they're about as yeah, high Nintendo on... Nintendo, for fuck's sake. Yes. These so... are the people that think if we uh, have voice chat that is convenient on our video games, that... I don't know, child molesters will take over the world. So, I don't know whether it's like a contractual thing, but at some point, Sony are gonna have to get on board. Uh, certainly for Minecraft, that's the big one, yeah. you know? Um, and, like, obviously, there, there's probably so much more behind it than any of us could possibly ever know. Mm-hmm. But while this continues, like, it's it's not a mount, uh, an avalanche at the moment, yeah. but it is they're, a snowball They're so far here. ahead that it's not going to damage them much. Uh, that this continues but yeah it's going to turn into the it's going to be the next why can't we change our usernames yeah you yep. know it's going to be the next thing that people constantly beat them with after every single conference they don't mention it uh-huh. um the one other thing actually over the last all the streams together the one thing that uh really stuck out to me was there was a significant uh decrease in the amount of indie titles that were shown um, and I don't know whether that's just because... I think that's because of the arms race. Them trying to outdo each other. It could be. Um, the only things that really stuck out to me, there was a game called uh, Tunic, which mm-hmm. looked very, very uh, adorable. There was that fucking Stuart Little Zelda thing. What the hell was that with the mouse? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there was Undertale got announced on the pre-show for Sony. Undertale got announced. Got a physical edition. Yep. Undertale got announced with Vita and PS4. That's a good get because that game is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the last night obviously had people and but, but people have been aware of that game for a while now. But other than that, there wasn't there wasn't a lot in terms of of indie. 
uh, and that was that was kind of disappointing. And we didn't hear any, we didn't see anything more about Sonic. Actually, thinking about it, Sonic Mania. Yeah, yeah, that's supposedly out like mm, July, August, about that. So I reckon, I'm the, guessing the pre-order that... tile is already on your PlayStation Store, and yeah, so I'm reckoning that just games on the shop floor for people to to play. Um, oh, and there was also Final Fantasy VR fishing. Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> What the fuck was that? I really want to talk to Jack about that because Jack is like the big Final Fantasy fifteen advocate in my life. Uh, um, but what's his fishing game like? He tried you know? to. There was like a week where Final Fantasy fifteen dropped twenty quid, and he was trying to get me to get it, and I, I held out against him. But uh, yeah, that's that's E three twenty seventeen anyway. Not uh, a. Not like the, the the greatest year we've ever had for it, but some good stuff. Um, I'm very much excited to play a few games. October twenty seventh is going to be a little bit busy, like I said. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a real kind of shift in tone between Wolfenstein and Mario. Uh huh. <laughs> it's also going to be a little bit disappointing because I always like to have a mid to late November game that I have a game playing throughout the Christmas period, and I think maybe is South Park coming out this year. Because it keeps moving around and I keep forgetting. Uh, it might have been early 2018. Did it get pushed back to? I think. Because um, I know it was supposed to be out last Christmas. Um, yeah, it's either it Christmas or it's early 2018. I'm, October 17th. Oh, it's October 27th. So it's out oh. before those three. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. i got to start putting pre-orders down or I'm not going to be able to afford all this shit. I gotta start paying these off. 2017, hey? Fucking hell. Fuck me. It, what it is, it's a year where it started strong, it's finishing strong, and the middle is just... I don't know, there's fun. a whole bunch of stuff in between as well. Yeah, but arms, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hey, look, I'm getting wipe out. That's all that matters to me. Damn so. right. Well, that's gonna do it for another year of uh, E3. Like I said, not the, the greatest year ever, but still fun, nonetheless. It's, <laughs> it's video game Christmas. You say that right, but Metroid... <laughs> Yeah. All right. Some wild stuff, but I mean, like for the immediate future, like there's not, there's uh, not, there wasn't a huge sure. amount of stuff for yeah. this year we didn't know about already. Um, I enjoyed it very much. We'll be back next week with a, with a standard well, episode. Well, I'm just gonna just point out. What's yeah. uh, give me your three big takeaways from E3 this year? Oh, Jesus! You caught me off guard on that one. Um, I was really blown away by Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of the, the obvious hackneyed one to go with. Really blown away by Spider-Man. Um, I was surprised that Xbox didn't come out swinging more with the, the Scorpio. I, I thought there was going to be a lot more surprises to try and get people to buy that thing. Um, but in terms of games, I suppose I would say Spider-Man. Um, like I'm kind of already won over to Shadow of War so I don't know if I should put that in but I was so much more sold on Shadow of War than I even already had been um, and it's got to be Mario Odyssey Yeah. for the other one to be honest um, yeah probably those give me yours and I'll think about it uh, my oh big... fucking Wolfenstein yeah, my big takeaway is not specifically just uh, games as well um the price of that Xbox One X oh, is just saucy. I cannot believe that they're doubling down on this being the the kind of premium console. Uh, and to go on top of that as well, the t-shirts of you've just witnessed the most powerful console launch in history. Uh-huh. Um, 
my favorite tweet on top of that is uh, some woman was like, "Here's a t-shirt to wear when you just don't want to get laid." Yeah. I I enjoy that. Um, so yeah, that was it. Barry's will never even seen a boob. Yeah. <laughs> um, I you know what? I'm gonna put Kingdom Battle in there because no one, because we, everyone, the entire universe of <laughs> of games was burying that the week before because like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And it just came out and went, it's Mario XCOM. <laughs> Bet you weren't expecting that, motherfuckers. I don't know what. We weren't. Uh, all right. So I, I have to put that on there. Um, and I guess, guess what? Cause the thing is, like, cool, Metroid 4, but we haven't actually seen anything. Mm. So um, maybe the doubling down of two Metroid games, because that's pretty mental. Um, probably just the the, the the underwhelming nature of of Sony's conference. Um, yeah. Again, yeah. I think like part of it was coasting on how strong the last two or three years have been. And Possibly part of it being, I think they showed their hand a little bit too much last year. Possibly, if they had if they had saved the reveal of Spider Man for this year, where Spider Man is about to come out, yeah, like next month it's coming out, and I would have been confident they could have got this long without anyone figuring that out because we. We, nothing has come out of Insomniac about what that game is. Yep. Nothing has come out. And nothing came out that that game was happening under Insomniac. People thought that's what Sucker Punch were doing. Um, but yeah, um, if they had saved that for this year, that would have been... People would have said Sony would have won. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, won. So, but yep, yeah, that's uh, E3. Like, it's on for a, a couple more days where uh, people will be walking around the, shop, uh, yeah. the showcase floor. Tune into so. any of your major uh, games outlets IGN, GameSpot, Giant Bomb, uh, all There's these so places. Many out there. Video Gamer. Yeah, uh, all these places will have Saku. like coverage from the floor of yep. demos and things like, like that. Like, honestly, every day I'm waking up and my YouTube feed is just caked in E3. Oh my god. Yeah, we so, like this for the rest of the week. You'll not hear from us for the rest of the week because we've been watching conferences at stupid o'clock, so yeah. we're taking the rest of the week off. Yeah. So next up will be Gamescom in August, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the PAX uh, shows work because there seems to be just one every other week. Yeah. Um, but there's Gamescom. PSX in December. PSX in December. There'll probably just be a random Nintendo Direct at some uh, point. Tokyo Game Show is like November, isn't it? Uh, I think so. I don't know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to buy Switch. That's, that's the games. They never stop. No, no, they do not. Good um, lord. And I won't be on next week's show. Oh, of course you won't. Yes, won't you? Uh, I'll be off on my my jolliers. Oh fuck! What am I going to do about that? Um, oh, it's not like we have somebody who usually will come on the show at a drop of a hat. I might mix up. I might see if I can find someone new. Something. Yeah. You know. We oh. have we, we we have the big dog of the podcast <laughs> in the in the locker if we need to summon him. Me to put the jack signal in the sky, but yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. It might be a nice surprise who, who Mark can dig up for the podcast yeah. next week. Um, so I will, you, I will hear from you all again in two weeks as I go off on my jolliers for the year and don't want to hear the words video game or press conference <laughs> for a whole year. Um, that's gonna do it again for Link to the Cast episode 69. Nice. Um, yeah, E3 in the bag, link to the cast.eu is the website. Um, at link to the cast on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash link to the cast. Individually, I am at Dave Ryan IV on Twitter. 
that man over there is at Lithium Project. I try to be. We have videos generally Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, look, this week's a right off. This, this week and next E3 week are going to be right off because I am out of the office next yeah. week and E3 kind of fucked us this week. But generally speaking, we have Mark on Mondays on Monday, Mark's solo stream where he's playing Axiom Verge. Wednesday is Retro Corner 64 where we are chronologically playing every single Nintendo 64 game ever released. And Friday is Friday Plays where I've been playing Life is Strange, which is coming towards its conclusion now. Um, there will not be new videos coming up for the rest of the week because <laughs> fucking E3 has destroyed us but uh, there's plenty of archived content up there a uh, couple hundred videos at this point uh, which is kind of insane for you to check out and we will see you all again next week bye from us bye bye